Hey everyone, welcome to episode 146, No More Junk Thoughts. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, so I want to dive right into this topic about having junk thoughts. So they could be called junk thoughts, they could be called negative thoughts, they could be called ANTS, which stands for automatic negative thoughts. And I just want to normalize them for all of you and even for me, that like they're part of the human experience. This is completely normal and it never ever goes away. The goal is not to get to negative thoughts of zero. The goal is to be aware of your negative thinking and aware of our negative thinking But a lot of times we don't even think about our thinking and realize that our emotions are coming from our thoughts and not from the actual circumstances. And a lot of times they're rooted from conditioning. Sometimes we might hear our parents in our thoughts. Sometimes we might hear an ex-husband, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife in our thoughts, things that they've said over and over about us that somehow now has become factual. It shows how powerful it is the way we speak life into our children is what becomes their inner voice. So your inner voice might be coming from someone else. That person is still living inside of your house because they're living inside of your head. So I think I talked about this time last year, we were on vacation and I set up the Airbnb and we were trying to get the code to get into the Airbnb and it was in my email. Well, I went to go get my email to find the code. And we're all standing there with our Samsonite luggage. We got the luggage cart. We got the kids with the blankets and holding their marshmallow pillows. And it was like a scene out of a movie. And they're all looking at me like, okay, where's the code? And I'm like, it's in here somewhere. It's in here somewhere. And I couldn't get to the email. There were so many emails. I had like some deleted, some old. I'm doing searches. And then Mr. David, hubby, says, oh, I think you sent it to me. Let me check. He checks his email, which he had like four emails in his inbox. He's like, here it is. I'm like, what is that like to live like that? Like what in the world? I had deleted emails. I had email folders. I was looking for sent mail. I was looking through all this junk email. I just couldn't find it because it was covered in all the junk email. And I'm talking junk email about like refinance your mortgage and your car loan is due, even though I don't have one. And here's how to get new light fixtures for your condominium that we don't have. And it was just like, I couldn't find the good stuff and what I needed in the moment. So I set out on a quest to unsubscribe to all junk email. Some things I subscribed to. So I was like, I get it. Some things I wanted to keep. I couldn't believe how much email I had that I know I didn't sign up for. So someone out there in the email world was selling my email to someone because it just seemed like it was what to do when you need a new landscaper. I'm like, I know I never signed up for that email. So when they say we will never sell your emails, I'm like, hmm, someone's lying. Someone's pulling a Pinocchio out there. So I was on a quest and I was deleting and deleting and deleting and deleting. And I realized every morning I woke up and there was 
always junk email. And I literally think I've unsubscribed to all the things, but then other junk mail would come because I signed up for something else and then it was related to all the other th- different things and the Marriott Club and this and that and the get a new blinker for your car club. I mean, it just seemed like, what? I know I didn't sign up for this. So I was starting to get irritated, especially over the weekend. It would pile up and then on Monday is when I'd had the most because for me, it's easier to go through my email and my junk email when I'm on my laptop and I'm on my laptop mostly Monday through Friday. So on Monday, I have so much junk email because I hadn't cleared it out for Saturday and Sunday. It got me thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a hot stinking minute. This whole junk email is just like our junk thoughts. They never, ever go away and they're not supposed to. We just have to be aware of them and then we subscribe and unsubscribe with intention and with consciousness and it's a journey, not a destination. But the goal is not to get to zero negative thoughts because we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. There's no way we can get to the bottom and get control over all 60 to 70,000 thoughts. But when we're more aware of it, then we clear it out with intention and we see what we're clearing out. It's a lot easier to work from that space versus when I was trying to find that one email, trying to find the good thoughts because there were so many quote unquote bad thoughts floating around in my email. I couldn't find the good through the bad because there was so much junk. I couldn't find the email that I needed in the moment. It's kind of like if my closet's a train wreck mess, I can't find the certain sock or the certain shirt or the certain hair workout band that I needed for my run because there's so much stuff in the closet. So a good thing to do is to empty out your closet And they say the best way to clear out any space or get organized is to pull it all out, look at it all, and then put it all back with intention. So we do that with our emails. And sometimes it gets so far away from us that it's just like, if I go on vacation, I come back and there's all these email. I'm like, I I, I don't know what to do. So I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And so that I'll do it later turns into what in the world? How do I have 1,200 emails? What is happening? That's not possible. I just had 42 a week ago. This is impossible. But it piles up and it builds up and the same thing happens with our thoughts if we're not conscious about our thinking. And that's why a lot of times people will say, well, I was doing so well and then I just fell off the wagon. There is no wagon. It's just that you were unconscious and you were just letting patterns become patterns. And that's the brain's way of like kind of getting a break from it all. And that's why meditation is so good because this is exhausting work. It's also the best work we're ever gonna do because it's very empowering work. But when you meditate, it kind of like gives your brain a break from all of the thinking because it doesn't like to think that hard. It likes to think that hard when we're like zero to 25 and it's growing and developing and evolving. And then around 25, it starts to check out and starts to be like, you know what? I'm kind of done with all this thinking stuff. Well, now let's go on a pattern. Let's live on routine. Let's live like our parents lived. Let's live like my ex-husband thought I should live or my ex-wife, or my ex-boyfriend, or my ex-girlfriend. And so it's that deprogramming and that unbrainwashing of conditioning and messaging and patterns and trying to learn a new way and stepping into emotional adulthood because we are now the grown-up of our life. When we were always looking to other people, the grown-ups of our life, for the directions of how to like live our life, what we could and couldn't do, what we could and couldn't think, where we could and couldn't go, and we were looking externally for If we were good enough, if we weren't good enough, they were always telling us either directly or indirectly, either with their words or with their actions or with their moods or with their availability of their time or being emotionally unavailable with their time. They were always telling us indirectly and directly. 
And it was always coming from external forces. And then when we step into emotional adulthood, now we're the ones in charge of telling us what to do and telling us where to go and telling us how long we can stay there. And then we have these little people looking up to us going, okay, now you're in charge. And we're like, whoa, whoa, what? No, I don't know about that. And then we start to falter and we start to stammer and we start to kind of waffle and we start to feel a little bit skittish. Even now, when I'll hear my kids in the other room, they'll be like with their friends. And I'm like, I don't know. Let me go ask my mom. I hope she says yes. And they might be asking for a sleepover or to order Papa John's pizza or something like that. But I don't know what they're going to come towards. And I'm literally hearing them going, oh, I hope their mom says yes. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the mom. They're going to come here. And I hear the little feet coming my way. And they're not supposed to ask for things in front of their friends because it kind of puts me on the spot. And I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, geez. They're coming my way. Oh, no. What's happening? And then one of them will come and they're like, mom, and the friend isn't with them. And they're like, can so-and-so sleep over? Can we order Papa John's? Can we go in the pool? Can we do X? Can we do Y? I'm like, oh my gosh. It kind of reminds me. I'm like, wait a hot stinking minute. I'm the grown up. They're coming too. Sometimes I don't feel prepared. And sometimes I laugh because I forget that I'm the one that like holds in the balance if they're going to have fun or not in their mind. Like to go in the pool, to go have a sleepover, to order the pizza to go to Starbucks, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, that's all on me. So when we are aware of that, then we can be intentional of how we want to show up and giving equal airtime to both. We're not always going to be positive. And the people around us will not always be positive either. And that's okay. Because guess what? They have junk thoughts. They have ants, just like we do. Every single morning I wake up and I am just riddled with junk thoughts. I'm riddled with the ants. And so I'm like, huh, that's funny, brain, how you're doing that. Calling me all those names, calling me a loser, telling me I'm not good enough, telling me I wasn't meant to be a mom. That's why I had all these infertility problems. Thanks a lot, brain. Thanks a lot. I appreciate all those encouraging words there. Now I'm being sarcastic, but when we have fun and we're playful with our thoughts, then we don't take them as factual. We just know that our brain's doing the brain's job because it's trying to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So it likes to go on patterning. It likes to think the same old, same old, and it doesn't like to work that hard. So it's going to say things like, who do you think you are? You're not good enough. I get you're a loser a lot. That's really nice. That's a really nice way to wake up is that I'm a loser. As I haven't even literally stepped out of my bed. I haven't even put my feet on the floor yet. And my brain's already barking at me that I'm a loser. I'm going to be riddled with anxiety all day. Why even bother? Who do you think you are? So when my kids used to have tantrums, my brain would go into overdrive and say all the things that I just said while the kid is tantruming in my face. They'd be like, my brain would be like, hey, I see you. You're a loser, mom. That's why you can't control your kids. You're meant to be a teacher, not a parent. That's why I give you all those infertility problems. Who do you think you are? Your kid's acting out because you're a bad mom. Why do you have a podcast? You shouldn't have a podcast because you're a loser. Loser. And I picture like my brain putting up the L. I'm like, thanks a lot, brain. That's not very nice. But I'm just aware of it and I just kind of, I don't laugh at it because I don't want to like stir it up or like make it mad thinking I'm mocking it. But I'm just so shocked at as much mind management as I do, the junk thoughts are still always there. So I'm not like shocked by it. I'm not mad about it. 
I'm not labeling myself all these things. And I don't want you to do that to yourself either. I just want you to be aware of it so you can give equal airtime to the other half. So then my brain says, you're such a loser. So I kind of agree with my brain. Like, yeah, there's some loser parts about me. I'm also a really good person. I'm a child of God. I'm a miracle from God. You can't be talking to me like that brain. So my heart and my brain start to get into it. And they're like playfully bantering back and forth. And my brain's like, yeah, but did you see how she messed up that thing the other day? Did you see that? And the heart's like, yeah, but she was trying her best. Let's give her some grace. It's almost like I have like a bully ripping on me. And then I have my like sister standing up for me. And then my sister's like, listen, listen, we're not looking for perfection. We're shooting for B minus. And then the brain's just going off. And it's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And the heart's like, yeah, but we're going to give her grace. We're shooting for B minus. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to do a strainer parenting. And so then it like kind of takes the pressure off your shoulders and kind of like you soften into the junk thoughts, but you're not really expecting them to go away. Just like when you wake up and there's all those junk email, even though you just cleared it out and you already unsubscribed to Bed Bath & Beyond, but Bed Bath & Beyond is still emailing you their 20% off coupon. You're not mad at the coupon. You're like, oh, I see you coupon. Thank you. And now I'm going to unsubscribe. And then the next day, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat until we're 99 years old. This work never stops. And we don't want to beat ourselves up for having negative thoughts and being super hard on ourselves for having negative thoughts. We want to be aware of it and then give equal airtime to the opposite side of like encouraging ourselves and listening to our heart. So the heart and the brain are going to get into it and you're kind of going to be like the watcher of the spat. It's like bike rack, three o'clock, let's go heart and brain. And then the heart and brain meet. And then the heart is saying all the things that are awesome about you. And there are a lot of awesome things about you. Don't worry, you won't become a narcissist. And then the brain is going to like be the bully at the bike rack, like meeting at three o'clock. And there is no winner. and There's no loser. They just kind of like coexist. And then like we talked about before that we're just going to be cordial with each other. We're not going to like, we're not going to be beef fries and like sing kumbaya and square dance our way out of the bike rack. But we're just going to be like, you know what? We need to learn how to coexist together. And like, I'm not going to beat you up. You're not going to beat me up. And when you start getting too strong, bully, the heart's going to come in and it's going to like soften a little bit. And then when the heart gets too mushy and it's like, okay, we're just like laying on the couch, then the brain's going to be like, come on, we need to to get some more grit here. So you can see how they can work together versus working against each other. More of a symbiotic relationship where it's not heart versus the brain, it's heart with the brain and the brain with the heart. So they're working together for a common good and you're spending equal airtime in both. Because I've never met anyone on this planet, child or grown up, that gets from point A to point B with someone beating them up verbally. That's called verbal abuse and that doesn't really bode well and it's not really encouraging and motivating and like a way to like move through life. Although all of us seem to do it. We think that we're somehow going to beat ourselves up verbally to get from point A to point B to achieve that goal. If we would just beat ourselves up a little bit more, but it's actually the exact opposite. Most people in your life that you deal with are beating themselves up, having ants, having junk thoughts. And so sometimes when you give them a compliment, they kind of brush it off or don't know how to accept it because it's so foreign to them. It's like you telling them they have purple hair because they've never thought it or said it about themselves. So when you give them a compliment, they just kind of blow it off or brush it off or don't really like let it settle into their heart because they don't believe it themselves. And so think about when someone compliments you, it might feel good in the moment, but do you believe it at your core level? Because if you do, then it will sink in 
and you'll be able to absorb it at the soul level. But if you don't believe it yourself first, when people say it, it's going to feel good, almost like a shot of dopamine. And then it's going to be washed away very easily because it's not something you believe. It's like telling you you have purple hair. And obviously you don't have purple hair. I'm assuming you don't. But if you do, then change the color to green. So that's when you'll know if you're giving equal airtime to it or not. Because what happens is when the more that you see the good in you, the more you're going to see the good in your kids and then the people around you, even the people that get on your nerves. Because you're like, oh, they're just not managing their mind. I know how that is. I didn't manage my mind from eight to nine this morning and it was a train wreck. There's many times of the day I don't manage my mind. So there's no way we can manage our mind all day long. The goal is like the green jacket, but it's not an attainable goal. So that's why it's always a journey and not a destination. And that's why the prize is literally in the process and the joy is literally in the journey because there is no final destination of zero junk thoughts. You just learn to coexist with both. And then you're not so mad about having junk thoughts, but you're like, oh, this is part of the human experience. And then when you see your kids doing it, you can normalize it for them. Be like, oh, that's okay. That's part of the human experience. Let's have the human experience together. So watch the junk thoughts, watch for the ants, but don't be mad at the junk thoughts and don't be mad at the ants. Learn to coexist and let the heart do some talking too and give them equal airtime and your life will feel much more 50-50 and not so much beating yourself up. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too each and every day. Thanks for listening.